0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Did you see Nebraska lost to Northern Illinois? I'm Keith Murphy. Wait. What? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off
1: with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now,
0: get ready to sound off. That's just wrong, right?
2: Is it? I I think it is. I think it is. Uh, Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. Welcome to Sound Off. 515-282-9010 is the number for you to sound off. Hot topic. As fans feared, the Cyclones and Hawkeyes looked sluggish in first halves against overmatched opponents. Iowa State had a bad second quarter, but otherwise dominates Akron.
0: The Hawkeyes trailed at the break, but scored 21 unanswered points to cruise past pesky North Texas. The Mean Green, 31-14. Give us a call, 282-9010 to sound off on the Hawkeyes and Cyclones.
1: Hmm?
2: So that Cyhawk hangover was real for stretches of first halves the Cyclones and Hawkeyes stumbled around like four groomsmen after a bachelor party bender Iowa lost early momentum after officials flagged Akram Wadley for unsportsmanlike conduct Wadley ended a 74-yard touchdown by high-stepping two high steps Kirk Ferentz said excessive celebration is a point of emphasis and Wadley is too good to do that. It's the right thing to say, but come on, that wasn't taunting. It's like Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart once said of pornography. I know it when I see it. I know taunting when I see it. Planting an Oklahoma flag on Ohio State's O? Post-game taunting. Couple high steps on the way to the end zone with no pointing? That's excitement. A Sincere Gary tweets to me, It has always been called taunting. The rule hasn't changed. I realize people don't care that much about sportsmanship anymore. I care. But that's not condemning true bad sportsmanship. That's get off my lawn. Even if you see Wadley's high steps as taunting, tack 15 yards on the kickoff. The new rule makes as much sense as a soup sandwich.
0: A soup sandwich. I get it. Okay, we are 25% through the college football season. Non-conference tune-ups done. Here's where we stand with the Hawkeyes and Cyclones. It's clear Iowa State is light years ahead of last season. Even with an overtime loss to Iowa, the Cyclones ran it up against you and I and Akron, which is exactly what a Big 12 team should do to lesser opponents. We know Jacob Park can sling it over 300 yards passing per game, guiding an offense averaging 41 points per game. The Big 12 is quickly learning about David Montgomery. Number 32 runs with a ferocity ISU fans haven't seen in a long, long time. The O-line has been great, but can it hold up for the entire season? It needs to for a chance at six wins. We don't know what the Big 12 holds. I can tell you outside of the two Oklahoma schools, the league is wide open. The Hawkeyes showed us they can win three different ways. Defensive dominance, offensive explosion, and rally from a sluggish start. We know Akram Wadley is one of the most explosive players in the country, but can his body hold up to the workhorse load? Even more so now with James Butler out at least a month. Butt Wad just lost its butt. Nate Stanley has 10 touchdowns and just one interception. On pace for 40 and four. That won't happen. Now we see how the soft-spoken sophomore does against some top defenses. We know Kirk and Brian aren't afraid to roll the dice. Already six of seven on fourth down attempts. Will that aggressiveness continue against the Big Ten's best? I hope so. We don't know who the best team is in the Big Ten, but right now, it's Penn State. Double-digit dog, prime time. We'll find out a lot about who the real Iowa is Saturday night.
2: That should be fun. Looks like uh, the Hawks are 12 point underdogs at home.
0: It started at 13 and a half. I think it's down to 12. So early money going on the Hawkeyes.
2: That's people who remember that Michigan game from last yeah.
0: year. I think that climbed all the way into the low 20s. Michigan was number three. Penn State comes in number four. So.
2: Randy is in West Des Moines. Randy, get us started here on Sound Off. Your thoughts on uh, what you saw Iowa against North Texas.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I was so scared. Uh, I. I...
2: I, th- I thought that I would that I saw the the Hawks that played against Iowa
0: State, but oh my gosh, what what happened? Um, I'm glad I'm glad they uh, they they rose up and, and and did
2: it, but my gosh, I'm I'm scared for Penn State. I just I just hope this is not going to be a long season for our Hawks. Thank you. you know, I'm out. Yeah, you bet. Uh, there's no doubt, John. Iowa played down to yeah, its opponent they did. a little bit here. I was not surprised by that. I was surprised Iowa was down. 14-10 to 10 at the half. Uh, they took way too long to get it going. North Texas was fired up at the opportunity. Um, and then Iowa looked sharp in the second half. I don't know how much we can read into that. 3-0 and is, is the main thing to read.
0: Yeah, and, and Penn State has not really played anyone great either. They, played, they killed Akron. I think they played Georgia State and, and somebody else. So they really haven't had a non-conference, you know, big test in the non-conference either. But they're really good. That Saquon Barkley, the running back for Penn State, is really good. And they they put it on Iowa last year in Happy Valley. You remember that? It was over in like the first 20 minutes.
2: That will be mentioned a lot this week. Uh, Iowa State will have the the week off after beating Akron easily in the second half. Uh, Dodger Denny, what were your thoughts uh, watching that game? For one thing, the Cyclones went from a... Sold-out electric atmosphere against Iowa to what looked like a Division Two game at Akron. Looked They're like ju- it
0: was just being played at, like, Valley Stadium. There were as many Cyclone
2: <laughs> fans as there were Zips fans. Uh, what did you think, Denny?
1: Well, I thought it was it was all right. They, You know, we needed that win, and I'm glad we won that game. Um, I want to congratulate the Cyclones on the game, and I wanted to say before I hang up that uh, the Dodgers played Ames and beat them this last Friday night and now we're going to play Valley this coming weekend so I'm going to be rooting for the Dodgers and Iowa State Uh, that'll
2: that'll be a a tough game against Valley I read from uh, Eric Pratt that um, there was more than 1200 offense 1200 yards of offense between in that Fort Dodge Ames games and game. Dodge.
0: Yeah, the halftime it's score crazy. is like 40 to 35 or something. Do you like those white-on-white unis for Iowa State? Yeah, I thought I they like looked good. Yep. I think they're sharp. I like them I things. thought
2: they looked good. Yeah. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice directs and he judges. Kenny and Des Moines says that Iowa wide receiver Matt Vandenberg looks like suicide squad actor Joel Kinneman. Old Spice? <laughs> That's two Vandenbergs in the past
0: month. That's pretty good right there.
2: Uh, One more time because we we received so many this week. (laughs) Scott will get the credit for this one, but we're done for now. We can't keep doing this once a month. Hawkeye quarterback Nate Stanley looks like talk show
1: host Steve Dace. One more time, Old Spice. Yep. There's something fascinating about watching the mighty fall back to Earth especially when the wounds are self-inflicted. While it's down, little old Soundoff delivers a kick to the worldwide leader, next.
2: Follow us on Twitter, SoundOff13, at SoundOff13, technically. A Justin writes, you can't penalize Wadley for high-stepping. That is discrimination against
0: fast people. That's just how he slows down. Bru- <laughs> Bruce writes, I just pulled a John Sears and shaved in the microwave door. Yes. Forever to be called Pull the John in our camper. Bruce, that's how you do it, man.
2: I don't know that you want to call it Pull to John, but uh, we get the idea. When you hear ESPN took a
1: dip, you think ratings. Not if you're Andy. Monday Night Football returns tomorrow night, and many of you are hoping that ESPN's Sergio Dip will return with it. He's a 29-year-old sideline reporter who struggled so mightily in his one and only sideline report last week that he became an instant social media star. Of course, the wave of laughter was followed by the obligatory wave of sympathy where people showered Sergio Dip with words of encouragement and lashed out at those who'd laughed at him. Let's see you do a broadcast in a foreign language, they said, as though that was the point, which it wasn't. You've seen me sit here and shoot back at viewers who write in to criticize my co workers. I know I might sound hypocritical, but I think there is actually plenty of room for fair criticism here. It is okay to expect someone at that level on Monday Night Football to be a superlative broadcaster, especially at ESPN, which has just laid off numerous broadcasters who could have done that job in their sleep. Is ESPN now a training ground? If so, I need to know so I can completely lower my expectations. I understand that English is not Sergio Dip's first language, and that might be part of why he had such a hard time. But that only makes ESPN look worse. They would ask someone who struggles with English to do a report in English without telling the audience that this was some fish-out-of-water challenge? That's either cruel, or it's deceptive, or it's both. For most of my life, ESPN has been a 900-pound gorilla in the world of sports broadcasting. These days, it's like someone put a roofie in the gorilla's banana. What is going on out there? I mean, how much egg can this network fit on its face right now? And Here I thought Jacob Parks would be the only dip we'd talk about this week. Thanks to ESPN, I was wrong. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh man, that's that's funny. Uh oh, gosh, Jacob Park. Hey, what a cool dude. Nothing's his college football passion. Quite like Times Square. What? But we have some more ideas and who's in your five. That's next. Plus, open lines for live calls, 515-282-9010 to sound off. Uh, like us on Facebook if if you like. Uh, Sound off nation. Nick writes, backup running backs look good. They did. Mm-hmm. Future is bright after Wadley and Butler graduate. Stanley will be surrounded by a lot of young talent in his junior and senior seasons. Yeah, the third and fourth teamers combined for more than 150
0: yards rushing. Yeah, Torn Young, and Ivory Kelly Martin. Uh bright future in those running backs. ISU fan William writes, can't be too angry with the score that ended up being 41 to 14. Did not look good for long stretches of the first half, but we did what we should against the lesser opponent. Bring on Texas.
2: Chad and Des Moines coming up in just a moment. First, who's in your five bad locations for ESPN College Football Game Day? Uh, these just make no sense for a pregame that showcases college football passion. So at number five, The Grand Canyon. Yeah, where would the fans be? Yeah, it's a nice backdrop, but uh, no one there. No one's there to see football. Look, the desk doesn't even look safe in the Grand Canyon. Number four, Times Square. This one will. They are going there. Yeah, next weekend. Instead of Iowa, Penn State, or TCU, Oklahoma State going to Times Square, people in New York City do not care about college football. No. no Number three, the High Trestle Bridge in Madrid. Lights on or off, it just has, it doesn't have enough safe space, John. Now, that
0: might have trouble getting people around the set there with that, that bridge. How wide is that bridge?
2: It's not, it's not very wide. And, you know, they, they're turning the lights off late. Yeah. And there's no place here for partying college football fans. Yeah. It'd be hard to read the signs. Uh, number two, the Henry Vineyard and Winery in, in Napa Valley. I mean, this is just <laughs> it's too far removed from any game location.
0: Yeah, that's not a good one.
2: And number one, uh, Mount St. Helens volcano. I mean, no one wants the possibility of Lee Corso being overrun with molten lava.
0: Yeah, that would not be a safe one there. But but only one of those is confirmed that they're going. One of those five. Only Times Square. Times Square is confirmed so far. Next is week. Actually going but to happen. But the other ones may happen. We just haven't heard yet.
2: Uh, they're suggestions yep. for terrible ideas. Okay. Uh, Chad is in Des Moines. Chad, you had a thought on the Hawkeye football game. Uh, what was your takeaway from Iowa, North Texas? Uh, well, just in general, the unsportsmanlike like I know they're enforcement this year. I just, um, I think that I've seen exercise uh, in the Iowa game, of course, and I also watched the uh, Tennessee-Florida game. and I never tried to root for the Gators, but, uh, you know, it, it uh, actually helped out Tennessee. Well, Tennessee actually got faulted that when Gators helped out. But, I mean, any time you have doing a fake Gator thing or a couple of high steps, I think it detracts away from uh, the passion of the game. And when you're calling stuff like that that
0: seems so small, I mean, uh, it just seems like it, it, it takes away from the game. And what's your opinion on that?
2: Well, it was by Murphy's Law, it was so John, what's your opinion It's an awful it? call right yeah, there. I think it's terrible.
0: I was, I was en route to a, um, uh, a college friend's party this weekend, so I missed the play on TV. I was listening on the radio. Right. So I'm thinking, I'm going to see this play by Wadley. He's going to be pointing. He's going to be showboating. And then I saw it. And I, I, at first I was thinking, oh, there must be a different play that, that, than that one.
1: That, yeah, that it was it. Seemed very
2: minimal, but what I'm thinking is that maybe uh, it's, a, it's a spot foul. So if you're going to do the game like Randy Moss on the goalpost, you know, after you get in the end zone, not before, and that's
0: the rule then. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it used to be, and thank you for the question, it used to be you'd tack 15 yards on the kickoff as you should. Yeah. But uh, people complained that, and coaches complained, and and those who follow college football, uh, that it did not discourage showboating and taunting enough. So they made it where the play comes all the way back, even though those high steps have no impact on the outcome of the play whatsoever. So it's a really bad call that didn't end up costing Iowa in this position. But, John, it's kind of like I said about the Supreme Court justice's definition of pornography. Not sure I can define it, but I know it when I see it.
0: That wasn't taunting.
2: That was not taunting. I don't see that as taunting, and it, 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 it just seems like it was fun, and it wasn't even really high steps either.
0: He, they were more like lunges. He did like two lunges forward. And I, I'm thinking high step, you know, you bring your knees up, high step. The old Deion, the Deion Sanders, Sanders going Sanders in. He's got a hand behind his head. That, it, that was not showboating at all. And he didn't I can,
2: turn and taunt an opponent at all. He didn't like, you know, go, come on, try to catch me. There was none of that. We it could was, go through every
0: college football game this weekend, and I could show you hundreds of touchdowns where guys are, Pointing at fans, you know, pointing at players, and, and nothing's called.
2: Sack celebrations yeah. happen all the time that are more egregious than what Akram Wadley
0: did. That touchdown we just saw from Noah Fant—he gets in the end zone, starts going like this. You know, is yeah. that taunting?
2: I don't see it as taunting.
0: Have fun. They're yeah. college guys.
2: They're college guys playing yeah. football. It's emotion. Yeah, it, don't taunt, but have fun. For a while, the Indians forgot how to lose. That's one hot topic for face-off. But we'll also make time for Nebraska and Minnesota. Plus, your final takes. Lines open now, 515 282 9010. Thanks for staying up late with Sound Off. Uh, you can email soundoff at whotv.com. Get out the brooms. Oh, wait, the,
0: your, your top five's back. Oh, there we go.
2: Oh, get out the brooms. The Cubs swept the Cardinals. St. Louis can kiss the playoffs goodbye. Chicago needs to hold off Milwaukee, and they are headed back to the World Series. Book it. Avon Baxter, book it.
0: Book it. All right. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Another big boxing match this weekend, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. But what would boxing be without controversy? Fight ends in a draw. That's the worst possible scenario, right? It's the most frustrating No one wants to pay 80 bucks to watch a tie. Good fight, but one judge was watching Wheel of Fortune. Those cards were weird, those final judging cards. The Indians' winning streak ended at 22 games, four wins shy of the all-time mark held by the 1916 Giants. You remember watching the 1916 Giants, right? This is one of the most impressive streaks in sports history. With all the factors into a baseball game, 22 in a row is Uber impressive.
2: It is. It should not happen, and it won't mean much, though, if the Indians don't win at all. If I'm manager Terry
0: Francona, I'm glad the streak's over. Nebraska lost to Northern Illinois at home. Ooh. The Huskers are 1-2 heading into the Big Ten, but they did win a national championship 20 years ago. Are the Huskers still a national brand?
2: Nebraska is a national brand. The Huskers do have a proud history, and Memorial Stadium rocks. But who is hiring head coaches over there? Hawkeye fans, don't take your coach for granted.
0: Mike Riley might be uh, on the hot seat pretty soon. Minnesota busted out Goldie the mascot helmets against Middle Tennessee State. A big gopher face on the side. Some hate him, I actually kind of like him. Something different, something fun. Uh, it looks like the gopher
2: from, from Caddyshack <laughs> or something you'd see on stage at Chuck E. Cheese playing a guitar. But for a one and done... Yeah. It's fun. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Over, under. Overrated. Uh, The old-fashioned wave. It's
0: played. It's tired. It's done. Done. Underrated. The wave at the kids. Hawkeye fans waving at the sick children at the hospital clinic. Best new tradition in sports. Couldn't agree
2: more. Love it. Love it. ESPN Uh,
0: did a little piece on it, too, showing. (coughs) One minute. One minute. He's really not bad. He's got a good, got a good rhythm there. I, beat, I, yeah,
2: That's better than I thought it yeah. would be. All right, so one minute left in the show. We'll start with uh, Chuck and Ankeny with a thought on the refs. Chuck, what do you think?
0: supposed to be fun. That's what Wally was doing is having fun, and you can't take fun out of the game. Officials made a mistake. Agree I agree with that. I agree. 100%. Yep. I,
2: I agree. They overdid it. Uh, Mike in Grinnell.
0: Mike? Yeah. I'll deal on what the, what the last guy just said. I'm a huge Iowa State fan, and uh, the week before, the reason that they uh, Iowa State was able to score 41 points was because Iowa doesn't allow to tackle. That's just a whining excuse.
1: Because Iowa State has scored 40 or more points in all their games, they are a good team this year. Deal with it.
2: All right, thank you, Mike. There's no doubt Iowa State's uh, offense is the real is yeah. is for real. They're, they're legit,
0: and I don't remember hearing too many Hawkeye fans no. like, taking anything away from Iowa State. I mean, most were like, "Man, that's a good offense." right? John, there.
2: they're going to score points, but can they stop other Big Twelve teams from scoring? That's what that, we'll find out. That, that's that's what we don't know yet. But I. I love the things Matt Campbell had to say after an easy win. It's it's a oh, win, yeah. but got to do better at some things.
0: And they got a big one in a couple weeks against Texas.
2: Thursday night, yeah. week from Thursday night, prime time from Jack Trice Stadium. Texas nearly beat number four USC last night, so that should be a good game.
0: That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off outtakes from the uncovered 1894 RVTV promo. The T stands for train. TV The T stands for train. Three, two, one. What's TV?
2: The T stands for
0: train. Hurry up, we gotta go back. Come on, suck it up, man. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm sorry, Wait. TV. The T stands for
0: train. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last shot, we got One, one. what's TV?
2: The T stands for train. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I can't. one. What's TV? The T stands for train. <laughs> <laughs> the T stands for train.